I'd like to first thank people, everyone for helping support this, uh, this monastery, this mandala, this, this sangha, this teaching, this teacher. Thank you. And also ask you to continue to help us if you can. This evening's uh, Dharma talk is anger, anger as it is. So using the, the title of this particular teaching that's been going on for a little while on weeknights, six o'clock Eastern, anger as it is. And so what I'm endeavoring to say there is that as soon as anger arises in your mind stream or mine or anyone else's, as soon as that arises, uh, don't stop it. Don't explain it. Don't blame anyone for it, including yourself. Do, do nothing with it. Just receive the anger. It's you, if you're really receiving the anger, you won't even have the name anger. If you've, if you called it anger, then you've already started to move away from the anger, which is a, um, a very relative and uh, productive. When I say productive, I'm just saying in motion form of ignorance. You're just stopping it with your ideas or you're stopping it with your ex explanation and you are getting yourself deeper into the circularity of samsara, which we are all dealing with. If you're listening to the teachings of, of the Buddha or a Buddhist teacher who is teaching out of that understanding of the Buddha, then this may make, I don't know if it'll make sense to you, but it may be helpful to you to see that you have to catch it. You have to catch it right at the gate. You have to catch it before it even starts to move. As soon as that, the immediacy of the anger is just like heat. And if you try to stop it, it will turn into something else, like what's causing it. You'll start to get mad at what is causing it, rather than saying anger is dependently arisen and is not generated by a person. If you think it is. Circles. Or what's the other pronunciation for circles? Samsara. Round and round and round. So it has to be done with the awareness, and it's very challenging to have that come up, especially if you've been meditating and meditating and meditating, and you're seeing you no know, what results. In other words, the anger is still showing up, and your idea about this is to meditate so you can get rid of the anger. This is the very nature of spiritual materialism, using spiritual techniques, meditation, awareness, mantras, incantations, whatever may be, prayer to get rid of or do away with or subdue it. And if you're studying this particular way, then we do it with the awareness. You're actually just the same aware, awareness that hears uh, a bird make a sound or a song or make, hears a, you hear a door slam down the hallway, maybe caused by the wind drawing through the wind through the window, creating a vacuum, slamming a door. Or maybe it was someone just slamming a door. Maybe they were angry. That's an outflow of anger to slam a door. It tells everyone else in the building, you're mad. And you want to involve everybody in your exp expression that Trump Rinpoche used quite a bit, petty mind. Taking anything that arises up and making it somehow personalizing it and making it her fault, their fault or somebody happened, they, they hadn't said this, done this, then I would not be angry. Yes, you would. Maybe not at that moment, but eventually some, something would come along and trigger the anger that you've never dealt with. When I say dealt with, I'm not talking about psychology or therapy or, or anything, and I'm not against that. If you want to go that direction, lots of people are out there working with people in that way. By all means, do it that way. But if you want to do it with your awareness, you can. You just have to do a lot of sitting meditation. Countless, countless hours of sit down, hold still, watch the movement of the mind. So you can see the way the mind slowly creates something and the way the mind or the consciousness slowly watches that something that was created disappear. Train your mind to see clearly. Seeing clearly is not necessarily thinking clearly, though very clear thinking can come out of that but it's unlikely that the thinking process will lead you into more clear thinking. So as it is, as anger, as it is, just even before the, 
the labeling of that one of the three poisons. Aggression, passion, aggression, and ignorance, the three poisons are those, those aspects or those things that arise in consciousness that pollute or further contaminate or further are at war with other aspects of the con of the consciousness sometimes referred to as conflicting emo emotions about the nature of any damn thing so if you're, if you're not clear about what that is here here with this human that you are you might have been around for 15 or 20 years or 70 or 80 years it's hard to say how far you'll go but that you have to have to be responsible for that not blame it's not a blame thing but the ability to respond so whatever shows up respond and keep it very minimal very radical and very very direct and how do you do that you practice doing that practicing meditation practice practicing shikantaza the way i teach it and i practiced many other ways of meditating this is the one that i basically teach not that i might not meditate modify that for you if I interact with you quite a bit. Might do things completely differently. But that's a, a good place to start. Sit down, hold still, watch the way you continue to move this, move that, push that. Distract yourself from that. It's happening all day long. And the beginning of that awareness, uh, it can be quite frustrating because then you begin to, we begin to see the we have no say so we cannot control the mind you can control the body you can pick something up and move it to someplace else that sometimes gives us the feeling that we have some say so here yes you do some but it's very limited and it is always dependently risen but that dependent origination doesn't just mean atoms and molecules all getting together to form lots of different kinds of things So the idea there uh, is you aren't going to be able to control your anger or your aggression or your rage, but you can begin right now or today or 10 years ago, begin to see what this is. It's not why, if you go into why, you're gonna go in circles. It's not that you might not find a relative reason of why they said this or did that, and then that triggers anger. Quite often, it's if it's really outrageous, it's like a, what's the old saying, the old metaphor for a mountain out of a molehill. It's just a little thing happened, and you, me, or some of us made a big deal out of something that really was, wasn't that really that much. It was just a simple situation. The person who maybe triggered that maybe has even uh, apologized for it. We're still mad. Why? Because the anger continues to give the ego a way to sur survive, to keep feeling I am, I'm the person who's mad. It reifies, reestablishes the illusion of a solid self. You don't have to get rid of illusions. You just have to see that they are unreal. They are unreal, unsubstantial. And they're, whatever shows up is impermanent, it's going away. It might not go away on your time frame. So therefore, it could be very, very frustrating. Still there, still there. I've been meditating, but I meditate all the time. I'm still irritated with everything, and I'm upset. Can't get any satisfaction from anything. Go back to the first noble truth of the Buddha. <clears throat> Life is suffering. Being alive, being a human being, means you will suffer. And though he didn't say part-time, uh, he all also didn't say part-time. I know you are tracking what I'm saying, even if to object to it. Sir. Sort of knowing, can we see the anger if it's not being triggered? Yes, you can. It may not have a name of anger on it. it may, you may be forced into giving, giving it a name like depression. I'm not blocking down and say that's what it's going to be, but consciousness always finds whatever form, finds its own form. I've been saying that for a while. And 
you cannot track down why it's finding that form because the it is so uh, dependent origination pratitya samudpada is so incredibly dense varied and you can't find a primary source for anything it's just too dense go ahead it sounded like you're saying that before we label it it might show up as depression or anger could do anything emotion emotion go ahead you had something else are we pushing it in that direction could be we want something we want to know what is oh, oh, why am i doing why do i what is this why am i feeling this way so i'm not saying it ha would have to be that way it could be some other dynamic happening that perhaps we don't don't even have a name for we always try to come up for names for something thinking that that we need knowledge about that the science is notorious for closing up its 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 eye by naming and conceptualizing and concluding in order to do what control and is that wrong no it's not wrong it's just what's happening trying to control things should we do that i don't know should we go ahead sure bowing what is it to investigate without the intention to control what we're looking at have the intention to see what it is to, to see fundamentally what that is if you get angry and you and you abandon that just by giving it an, the word anger that's starting to turn away from it already you've labeled it you, you, there's no investigation goes on you can't look at it with your consciousness because there's still a self who's objecting agreeing or shutting down on something passion aggression and ignorance that's why it takes so much sitting practice it's not unlikely to happen it's not even an occurrence it's like the absence of an occurrence it's the absence of looking away it's the absence consciousness is always finding its own form and the final form if you want to use the word final it finds its consciousness itself it finds that it's nothing but consciousness and it's it's to use a relative expression is scattered everywhere you can't see anything but but consciousness everywhere and it's not a conclusion it, it's very journey like and it, that journey uh, goes on indefinitely to use a something that talks about time really doesn't go anywhere is there when we see anger uh, what does that help us see about our ego we have the emotion arise is there a chance or an opportunity to see our ego as well somewhat i think we i think seeing seeing anger uh it, that could happen you might you might say there's even a technique that is used uh called uh that the, the ramana maharshi uh, taught called atma vichara which is self-inquiry, who's angry, rather than say anything more about the anger. Here's, here's, the, here's the anger, showing, I'm angry, who's angry? And then you would something, well, I'm angry, well, who am I? Who, who is that? So constantly going deeper into the identity. I don't teach that as a general teaching, but if it shows up with someone, then I might encourage that. Might have to just look at, look at what arises for uh, several years first before you go into that approach. That's how it looks over here. Is, are there two different things that um, emotion, anger, and ego? They look separate, yes. They look separate. They appear that way. Everything appears separate. It gives us the illusion that we can somehow stop this and start that, or approve of this and disapprove of that. We do it on our mind stream, we do it on our life stream, we do it on our sangha, in our family, in our community, in our world. We're always picking and choosing it's very difficult especially when you get to the point where all you do is just feel bad and you, you have no reason why you don't you don't know why so you go to someone like you a therapist and then you might try to investigate that and see what i mean i, I don't know how that works for you but you've been trained to look into that isn't that true and so if there's a possibility of that person person meditating you may recommend that but generally speaking you would apply some kind of a technique is that true to working with them or not yeah. help them go into 
and look at it, just the anger, okay. just be with the anger. So you would tell him to be with it? No, I would, in, in a session. Come on. Have them look at the anger and tell okay. them what they see, what they feel. Okay. What the texture How's that working? Seems to be helpful. Okay, then do that. I think it is helpful, but the fundamental misunderstanding or mistaken identity is that there is a separate person who could even feel that way. The feeling is, it does not have a, a feeler. There's no one who feels that way. This has to be seen, and unless that, unless that insight appears for you, there will always be something hidden around something you don't know, something you, you need to know about that, or something that you want to blame, or is to blame for how you feel in the technique of therapy or psychology or or even drugging someone they're all relatively they buy into the reality of the relative dynamic and of course in some cases it can be very successful you can tell take i had a meditation student many years ago in minneapolis who just would if you gave him a chance he would just rave at how prozac saved his life he was very happy with prozac so i wasn't particularly going to take that away from him or tell him you shouldn't do that. Or as I know he's still using Prozac. And should he? Perhaps he's using it. Seems to help him. Whether he's still meditating or not, I don't know. More? Is there a place for us to look at what caused, what triggered the anger? A little bit. But it's very easy to get, get into blaming somebody said or did this something and, and I, I was feeling fine until that happened and then i'm upset or i'm angry about that so we, we get caught in that cycle it's just called samsara it's called suffering we get trapped in it because of the the uninspected or unexamined or the, we are unaware that we are grasping at a, at, a, at a aspect of consciousness that is unreal there is no reality to this there's a body here their bodies everywhere, but there's no conclusion happening here about anything unless you bring me those that kind of men, mental qualities. And I'm all about I'll just dance around the floor with you. You bring me what you're looking at, and I'll suffer with you. That doesn't mean it's the same thing. It also doesn't mean it's different. But basically, what I'm here to help you with, if you give me permission. And that takes quite a bit because you might think you're giving me permission. I'm just waiting for you to do that. It's waiting because I can't can't threaten you out of it. You better do as I say, or you're gonna go to hell or something like that. More. Stephen Felling, what is anger let loose from the the circular? pattern that fixation of yeah. so the way i'm understanding the question is uh, if you see through that there's no solid self anymore that's angry is that what you're asking me what happens to the anger then what is anger let loose from that from circular the, pattern that is created by the belief in the self i want to make sure that you're asking the question that i'm about to answer is that it you seem a little bit unsure should I just answer it anyway? It's just dependent origination. It's been completely, just speak about it relatively, it's been completely depersonalized. It's intense anger that will come up in your body-mind, but you no longer grasp it as a, an object you've got to get rid of. You no longer grasp it as an object you have to explain or, or find out why, why it's happening. It just arises, it feels like crap. It could feel even worse when there's no self to, as to act as a buffer. So because of the self that acts as a buffer, then you can blame somebody. Then well, I wouldn't be suffering if it weren't for George, Harry, Mike, or Jim, or Mary. If it weren't for, we have the emotion and it feels very, very bad. And we, we just cannot help but attribute that, that why I'm feeling that, that way is what she said, they said, or they did or didn't do. And it's not that they didn't trigger that, but the emotion that is arising in your mind stream is yours. It's your, I mean, when I say yours, I don't mean your persona, your, your ego. I'm saying this consciousness, just like this finger uh, is on my hand, not your hand. 
You can't point my finger. I can barely point to it myself. Every, all the rest of them get jealous. How about us? So the idea there is to see that there's no solid self in the skandhas, form, feeling, perception, concept, consciousness. There's no solid being there. And how do we do that? Look at the wall and watch what moves so that we get so, you could even say conditioned to just watching what's moving. When anger does come up, there's more of a chance, no, no guarantee, more of a chance that you'll just watch the anger rise and start to fall away because it's looking for someone who's angry to be to, to accept that anger so then it can generate outflows of finger pointing or blaming or writing cruel um, TikToks. More? Is anger liberated at the same time as we are from Yes. Everything is, everything is liberated. But that doesn't mean that anger won't still arise because your life, you, you can't meditate away the shape of your nose or the particular karma you came into this life with. You're still going to, that's still going to show up, but you no longer have to fix it, do anything about it. And you, it's unlikely you would even talk about anger anymore, even though you might experience it every few days or more. But you would see it as, uh, it's like a, a rainstorm. It's like a hailstorm. It's like all these smoke clouds. Who are going to blame for all the smoke coming down from Quebec? Canadians? Blame the trees? Blame the fire. Damn fire. Sanho, you agree with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Just checking. More? Yeah, darling, you said if we've labeled it anger, we've missed what it is. You also gave instruction for what not to do with anger. Like what? Um, well, I'd have to watch the YouTube video. I mean, you can't remember what, what you're commenting on? Don't do things with it. So what I'm saying is receive, receive whatever shows up without comment. And that's what, we, what we're doing and practicing doing in Shikantaza, sit down, hold still. Receive what shows up without objecting, agreeing, or looking away. Three poisons. Well, objecting would be the anger part of it. Just, that shows up and it, you get upset, you get mad. So would, I would say it this way, just get mad. But that doesn't mean you'd necessarily get to go around and punish people or make, make fun of people or break out people's windows or shoot them. But the feeling, the emotion, just don't interrupt that. Receive that. Receive it on behalf of all people who have no mind training at all and have no, no, what we could call it an option, no option, but, but to just act out of it. That's the only way they can get rid of it. Some people who are really, really uh, angry and upset and torture other people because they have a, they're a dictator of a whole country. They torture thousands, thousands and thousands of people. And that, that way they get rid of their own fear. They cover, they don't even know they're afraid. Pick out any one of these dictators, and they, they don't realize how, how afraid they are. So therefore, they torture others, make others prisoners. More? Whatever anger is, I don't know what it is, but um, whatever anger is, is it getting in the way of anything? Well, relatively sure. It gets in the way of your good mood. You're having a really good mood. And some dick came along and you know spit in your rose bush and you saw him out the window i mean someone did something somebody and that will tr can trigger some anger dissatisfaction it's not that that wouldn't show up in any situation but it would be very relative it would not have any legs it would not continue to go if you're still mad today about something that happened three weeks ago let alone three days ago this is, uh, you, want, you want to know the technical word for that? Insanity. It's insanity to continue to do that. When I say insanity, I don't know. I'm not a psychiatrist, so I, but I guess I could use that word, couldn't I? Kind of. Anybody want to disagree? 
I mean, it's not particularly sane. How's that? That's better. I mean, why would you be really angry about something that triggered you a long time ago or weeks ago, three days ago, three months, three years? Just what they call what holding a grudge. Further questions? Uh, how about on Zoom? Uh, Yu Hong. I have a follow-up question about Bivin's asking. You said um, three days holding the grudge. How can we not if someone really hurt us that bad? Good point. Baoying. Good point. You, prob you probably would. I'm just using that as an example. So you, you probably would. You'd still be upset about something that, that occurred like that. But you could actually bring your train your mind so that when those kinds of things arise, there's less and less, there's less and less, pop, uh, uh, less and less of fixating and using that to just fuel your self-centeredness, your ego. So some of it might happen. Uh, sometimes I say, and I can say it right now, and I'm happy to answer questions or respond to them. At least I don't think I, I don't know if I can answer them, but whatever shows up, uh, whatever, um, whatever comes uh, negative, positive, positive, negative, or neutral, just be the, the, emo the emotion uh, rather than try to just another way of talking about it. And it's not something you can do unless you have a lot of awareness training. You can't just think this, you can't figure this out, but just be the emotion, having willingness to let it, let it flood you allow it don't jump away from the emotion into who did it what it means be responsible not to blame but the ability to respond responsible you're not responsibility as i understand it is not blame nothing's to blame for anything if you think it is we're at war either at the kitchen table or across the enemy lines of some sort you don't have to do that most of the people that are out there that are creating chaos for others are using that to hide out from their own fear Fear of death, fear of the unknown, fear of not having any power. Thank you, Pauline. I have a one more question. When you say intention, when we set up an intention, how can we not caught up by the intention of set, of setting standards and expectations? Pauline. Might be some of that happening. So the important thing, uh, the way I talk to most people generally, is uh, have the intention to see what is true yourself, not just believe in Buddhism or believe in this, this guy, but have the intention using, there's no religious activity, particularly in terms of any kind of a, um, a tradition or anything that is, that is owned by, uh, that, that owns uh, Chikantaza. Sit down, hold still and watch. You can, you can do that and be a, um, Roman Catholic, you could be uh, uh, practicing Judaism. You could do have no particular religious orientation. Just watch what is happening in the mind. That way, when you get up and start moving around again, you have a more clear idea of how the mind is working and how you may be creating your own chaos, adding to your own suffering and those that are, that you love or those that you are maybe close to you uh, in the form of an enemy, which is. Very similar, friends and enemies. Yu Hong Baoying, I don't think I was very clear about my asking. I think if I can ask again. Please do. You often say don't, don't maintain. How can we do what you said? Don't maintain. Return. At the, at the same time, have the intention. Return to the intention. Return to the intention. If you're if you're understanding uh, what I'm uh, pointing at, I'm saying just every day return to it. Eventually, you you just return. Eventually, you actually don't leave because there's nowhere to go. You don't arrive. You don't leave. Um, the modifications. A few teachers have been able to point this out. His Holiness the Sixteenth Karmapa Rangjung Rikpi Dorje in 1981 said, "Nothing happens." That's a mind stopper right there. Because you'll say, because it does, it most certainly does. All kinds of things are happening. What did he mean by that? He is, and he was endeavoring 
I didn't chat with him about it. But he was endeavoring, as far as I can see, I did meet him, but we were not buds. But as my understanding of what he was pointing at was everything you think is occurring is an illusion. And uh, Buddha, in Buddha nature, nothing occurs. If something occurs, it's relative truth. Nothing shows up, therefore nothing can go away. See it. See it yourself. Don't believe what I'm saying. You don't have to believe this at all. I, I would be insulted if you just believed me and went away and said, well, Sokazan says this and Sokazan says that. Sokazan says, don't do that. I'm not saying you can't say Sokazan said, don't do that. Because <laughs> I just did, didn't I? No, that's how I, I receive it. Good. So it's up to you. I, I'm saying this is how it looks over here. This old man has been looking at this for a long time. And how this looks is nothing is separate from anything else. And until you realize that, you'll continue to continue to go to, to war with aspects of, the, of your own mind that are showing up as other. There isn't anyone else out here. It's an astonishing illusion that has us by the throat. And all you have to do is see that. This is what the Buddha was referring to. Life is suffering. He didn't say part-time. It's suffering. And that's not nihilism. It's just the truth. It's just the truth. But if you think it's nihilism, I'm not going to debate you. I don't debate anybody. Oh, yeah, yeah there's that one debate I had, which I lost. That's when I stopped debating everyone. Yes. Junchu Bowing, earlier when you were talking about anger, you said you have to catch it right at the gate. Yes. What do you mean by catch it? See it. You have to see the anger when it's just starting to, just it's like a little bit of smoke is coming out. It isn't a full blaze yet. And you practice doing that by watching what arises in the mind stream as you're practicing awareness practice, shikantaza, or just a very simple radical awareness where you're just watching the movement of the mind. And if you hold, hold the body very still, what continues to move, well, could be the body. You've got your digestive tract and you've got your heartbeat. So there's a lot of things that are going on there that we have no say-so about. Most of the things in the body we have no say-so about. I mean, I can do this and I can do that, but I can't, draw, I can't grab onto this and grab onto this and then grow a third arm to hang onto that camera. We have a little bit of control, but, but over a million years, yeah, you probably could. Uh, just out of the need to do that. It's called what? Evolution. Harms come out of all kinds of things. More? If we don't see it right out of the gate, what are we seeing when we look at the situation? Probably some, a few laminations or ideas, judgments about it. But just continue to look at that. Whatever, you, whatever shows up, when you sit down and hold still, practice shikantaza, which you've been doing for six or seven years now that I know of, sit down, hold still and watch the movement of the mind. Don't grasp, don't reject, and don't shut down. But if you do any of those things, then just observe yourself doing it. It is an awareness practice, not a conclusion or an accomplishment practice. Anytime there's any accomplishment going on, that part of the mind called the seventh consciousness in the yoga chart tradition is trying to get a credit or get some, it, it needs to stay alive. It needs to stay alive. Somebody's winning, somebody's not about to lose, or somebody's losing, or somebody's totally ashamed because they've made such a mess of their life. Shame also is, uh, fuels the illusion of a separate self. More? Is seeing the lamination any different than seeing the uh, initial anger? <clears throat> yes, if you're seeing the anger before the name anger, which is what you come to, it's just a pro it's very process-like, but it just takes a lot of intention almost for with me i've always thought about it as just being stubborn i just i'm not going to give up on this until i until i'm dead i'm going to do this i'm going to understand this the inspiration i got from my teacher Jungpa Rinpoche. i'm going to see this i made a commitment to do it i'm going to see it if it kills me and it almost did but it didn't i'm still here and i'm looking at it it's not an accomplishment you can see what i'm seeing that it won't be 
what I'm saying, it'll be what you see. You'll be completely alone. Sometimes it's called until you realize that there is no self. It feels lonely to see something you can't even talk to anyone about. Go ahead. When you say see what this is, yes. are you saying we can't see what this is in the lamination? We have to see it in the initial situation? No, you, you, you will. The initial situation is you haven't gotten to that yet. But that's what I'm endeavoring to do is say that's what we're trying to see. So trying to see that, I'm saying you're, what, you're, what you're looking for, uh, you're looking at. It's just behind a couple of curtains and stage right and down the hallway and off to the side and through the green door. It's just complicated. And it's your particular sojourn there. It's not some kind of a thing where you have to do this the same way all the time. That is taught in different places. Some teachers teach it that way. They teach the same practice to everyone. Everybody's doing what white Tara or everybody's doing um, chakra sambar or something. I know I have practiced uh, not all of them, but a few of them. I'm not saying they're wrong, but if you're going to do those practices, you need a teacher because they're complicated. With shikantaza, probably going to need a teacher there too, but uh, not immediately. You can practice that for 10, 15 years. More? Thank you for the question. Yes. Eric from Trevor City asks, when we are responsible for the painful feelings that arise in our consciousness, can that help us to not send that pain back into the world? I feel that it can. It's your pain. It's your sorrow. When I say yours, I don't mean the ego mind, or the self-centered mind that wants to get rid of it or wants to blame somebody for it. It's just yours. And it, and it won't it won't tip over into self-pity or shame or um or self uh, um, analysis it won't tip away from just just seeing that it won't go into some story about it if you're really seeing it if you're if, if you're really seeing it with consciousness only not there's no self there there's no identity there that has been seen through you see that the identity that you thought was giving you all the trouble actually it was but it was unreal might as well be a Stephen King movie or a um, Alfred Hitchcock mystery. Remember that guy, Alfred Hitchcock? Anybody? Sam Spade. Remember him? He's a detective from the forties and fifties. Mark Hirsch knows what I'm talking about. Further questions? The what? The Maltese Falcon. Maltese Falcon. Yes. That was uh, that was the name of uh, the book, right? Yeah, Sam Spade was in. Yeah, see, I get help from all quarters and from all other things. Go ahead. What about I? So I was just going to ask Eric's question in kind of reverse. So when we have outflows, yes, or when anger shows up and we observe it, we do not bring pain into the world, but when we have outflows, we do? Uh, you could say it that way, but I think it's much more nuanced and complicated than that. You can't really use that as a formula to, to kind of analyze how you're doing it. It has to be done through the, through the intention. Somebody else might see that, might write a book about you or something, or, you're, or you might write a book about the situation at some point, but unlikely. So it's, it's always about awareness. It's not about stopping outflows. So that's, you still have to see that this is hap happening. And then instead of just receiving that, we're trying to get rid of that by blaming, get rid of that, which is passion, or get rid of that by attacking whatever we thought caused that or getting upset with. I mean, you can just be mad at yourself and just slam your fist down on the table because you're so mad because you missed this or missed that or, or having this emotion or that emotion. I'm trying to understand the difference in that, in that, that uh, observing the anger and expressing the anger in how we're affecting the world. So I wouldn't go too far into how we were affecting how we are affecting the world because the way I'm teaching is not necessarily to stop being a bad person that's having ill effects on the world, but just be responsible Just start with where you're at. Start right here with this mind, this body sitting in front of this wall and watching what arises and falls away. 
and then watch as you get up and move into environment with others, especially with Sangha, because these other, other people are training their minds too. You might not be doing the wonderful job that you're doing. You might be <laughs> miserable and blaming you for every bad thing that happens to them. But they, they're suffering too. The people that are suffering the mo most might not know it, but the people that they're taking it out on are going, going to know because they're receiving the suffering that person's getting rid of by going after you. Our whole pr prison system is based on, on threats and uh, it's just tiring. Is anyone helping anybody? Not, not, not in the work that I've done in prisons doesn't look like any, maybe an individual chaplain here and there might be really concerned about the people that have been locked up there. But most of the time it's just pretty unbearable suffering. What? What happens when we receive anger? Your mind stream? Receive our own anger or the anger of others. Well, if you if you just receive it and don't do anything with it, then it, it uh, goes away. Maybe not in your time frame, but it, it can't it, it only can stay there. It can persist if you push it. Only can persist if you uh, pull on it or blame something or show or explain or elaborate or anything other than just the raw anger that's coming this way or coming out of you or coming out of something else or distracting yourself so you haven't really it's knocked at your door but you bolted the door ignoring distraction it's still there it came there because of dependent origination if you needed a cause because and there are no separate things every any anywhere uh, everything is arising in your mind stream or your life stream is dependent on even to say countless is just a you can't you can't even can't even express it. It's so extremely complicated and splits up into separations it's like fingers on a hand. People in a room it looks very separate, but the people in the room are very much like fingers on a hand. You can't take one person out; the whole thing changes. If I'm giving a Dharma talk and I I start out by I might have a talk title, but I look around and the Dharma talk that I give comes from looking at you. Not that I'm reading minds. We don't even have minds. If we did, they'd be bad, a bunch of bad grammar. Further questions? Navid bowing. I'll, I'll get back to uh, new Navid as soon as I respond to Andrea's question. Bowing. Um, what, what makes anger in the moment that you experience anger, what makes it like say, uh, I'm following your question, but a little bit more. You mean, you mean it's got a hold of you before you know what happened and suddenly you're enraged? Yeah. Like okay. If you're, the way we're talking about it is in these kinds of like stages and pieces mm -hmm. that are very like peaceful and spaced out. But my experience of anger is dense and immediate. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's quickly overwhelming. Got you. I got it. So just your statement is dense. It tells me that you're already aware. It's, it's not, it's not a, a fundamental, all pervasive awareness of what it is, but it tells me that you feel your description that it's as soon as I'm aware that I'm angry, it's dense. It's like you're, there was a flood coming and you didn't see the flood. And the next thing you know, you're 16 feet under or 50 fathoms or whatever. You're under the, you're in the flood. That kind of density. Okay. So what's your question? What, what, what does that, what, what, is there ego that makes it invisible or why does it, it's one of the few emotions that I, even overwhelming grief, even sadness, I can, I can yes. feel and notice sure. in, a, in a kind of presence of mind, I guess, yes. um, anger is one of the okay. emotions in that kind. Yes, but I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm saying it's a pretty good description. You have a good, you have a lot of awareness around that. But when I, when you see that density, what do you do? Do you, do you blame or do you go into who caused it or you go away from it? I only see the density in retrospect. What do you see at the time you're angry? I wait, 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 stop. You're listening? Now you're, are you listening to me? Yeah. Now your body language did this as soon as you looked into your, your eyes went up and you went, 
Yeah. Now be very aware of the facial expression when you're talking about this. Be very don't don't change it. Don't I'm not saying mm, stop doing that. I'm saying be very aware you are actually telling me. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> you're actually telling me how your body mind complex is connected with this. This is why sitting practices of meditation is so powerful. But you're taking the very the very uh, emotive or the very uh, uh, outflow of consciousness into a human form. This is an outflow you're living in, by the way. Uh, your mom and your dad had a say in it. But so you're you're actually showing me a little bit the connection you have with that. And I, I would say uh, I can I can respond to a further question about it. But I think uh, the best thing I can say to work with that is a lot of sitting meditation. And and when the next time you do get enraged. Uh, give it a couple minutes. You know, like the cartoons used to, uh, you know, Mickey Mouse would be really mad, but then he would count to 10 before he, you know, hit Donald Duck over the head. So you could that kind of a thing. Just wait a little bit. I see nobody remembers that cartoon, but that's okay. So, but give it a little bit of time uh, of watching that density, that observing the density without covering it up, observe, observe, observing the density of, without this. The facial that that actually gets you away from looking at it. It's not that you need to not move and don't make that facial expression. It's just awareness that facial expression will more than likely uh, recede or go away when you when you get closer to uh, what what the, the true nature of this anger is. And anger is dependently arisen. So it may arise. My anger comes and goes all the time. Maybe not every day, but but it can't find a a person. That doesn't mean that I won't get angry and slam the tabletop. I might. But so, but there's no, there's no, there's no agenda behind any of it. It's you're kind of, um, kind of sunk with the, uh, in terms of the uh, density, but you realize there's that you're completely liberated in that. There's no, there's no prison anywhere, other than our thoughts that wrap around and create these little bars and constructs of belief, disbelief and ignorance more okay we'll get back i'll get back to you then navid navid bowing um how can we get angry and not hurt others at the same time with the anger bowing I don't. I can't come up with, and I don't know if anyone can, but uh, come up with some kind of protocol where that won't occur. We're engaged with others. Just uh, slow everything down as best you can. Try to spend as much time as you can sitting down, facing the wall, and get to know yourself. Get to know that part of the mind that is is full of this uh, um, anger, because a anger uh, that if you get upset because you forgot this or something was misplaced, and it's it's in line with whatever happened. There might be some irritation, but there's unlikely to be outrage. But if um, little occurrences or someone misplaces something or, they, or you misunderstood or someone doesn't live up to the agreement they made with you yesterday because they forgot or which can look like they don't care about you and you can you can put it all down the line where they're just a horrible person. And really all they did was uh, they were absent minded. And so um, so I don't know how you can do that other than first deal with anger here, because if, if this is uh, enraged and you're covering it up because you don't want to be a person who's enraged, ego. And so you can, some people are extremely uh, talented at covering up their rage, but when the rage comes out, then it's uh, full of uh, fire and dragon's breath. So just just do the best you can with it. I would say just continue to to practice and uh, and reflect on that yourself. And you could study, there's different works out there on the three poisons, especially on anger, that might be more helpful than what I'm being here. Further, Naveed? No, thank you, Bowie. Yes, sir. Further question? Kayan Bowie. Kayan. If we catch anger at the gate, is that 
mirror-like wisdom bowing. No, catching anger at the gate is, is not mirror-like wisdom. It is still a path. Mirror-like wisdom is, uh, is more of a fruition where you, you can't see anything, but because it's, that's why it's called mirror-like. Everywhere you look, you see yourself. Uh, you don't see your physical form, your body. You see what is no longer the identity of who you are is no longer holds forth other than it's an illusion. You still have an illus illusory ego, which is quite comical at times and actually can be sad, a little heartbreaking also. It doesn't have a, a, a solid, uh, uh, it's, not, it's not a solid one act play. It's just that aspect of the, of the mind that tends to suffer. And you, you're not going to get rid of your karma. You're not going to, to suddenly be enlightened and be no, no longer uh, at, the, uh, at the mercy of causes and conditions. So mirror-like wisdom, I would say, it would be more fruitional, a way of talking about the wisdom that doesn't see anything but wisdom. So it's mirror-like wisdom, and it's mirror-like. So everywhere, there may be a human form here. There, there may be, be just consciousness only. This form may have already died. Life and death is something we make a big deal out of, but it's not a big deal. We can't have life without death. It's just another polarity. Cayenne Boeing. Yes, sir. Is there something about anger in particular that lends itself to mirror-like wisdom, Boeing? I think the, the intensity of the otherness, and quite often the anger is with, it could be other, you know, the otherness could be about mad at myself, that could happen, but also mad at, at the other, just really uh, angry out there. And by looking at that without adding to it, without justifying it, without explaining it, without blaming anyone, it becomes like a mirror. There's also... Uh, uh, it, it can show up as a, a mirror. It can also show up as a solid ice. There's lots of metaphors for that situation. More? Cayenne Boeing, slightly different, but as you were talking this evening, I was reminded of, I think it's a myth of freedom. Trungpa Rinpoche says something like anger without hatred is the energy of compassion. Yes. What does that mean, Bowie? It just means that you, you're, still, you're still a human being. You still have all of your senses, and you still get pissed off, and you get happy, and you get, and, but the, without hatred, it, it just means that you, you, you love everyone. That doesn't mean that they might think that you should be treating them a hell of a lot different. If you really loved them, you wouldn't act this way or that. that that's their evaluation of what you're doing. But it's just love. It's not the love of attachment. It's, it's more like the love of appreciation. You appreciate uh, human beings coming into this realm and, the, and the, the possibility, the amazing possibility that someone could, could awaken to their true nature rather than go right back in the rotation lifetime after lifetime after lifetime looking for happiness when happiness is right in front of you. Not the relative kind, the ultimate kind, which is what the Buddha was pointing at. And there's that possibility. You can actually see this yourself. You don't, don't believe me, and I'm here to point at something. And that's all I'm really doing. I'm pretty simple-minded, very simple-minded. I'm pointing at it because I'm, I'm looking at it, but I can see that that which is looking back at me does not, you do not realize who you are. You would not be in this room necessarily, or you would, maybe would be, I don't know, but chances are this would not be interesting material to you. <coughs> More? Cayenne? Cayenne Boeing, when we can't quite appreciate the other that seems to be causing our anger, can we appreciate the anger, Boeing? You certainly can. It's just, uh, just energy, but it doesn't belong to anyone. Uh, compassion, there's no compassionator. The compassion uh, truly understood is not, not an emotion. It's not a feeling that comes and goes. Compassion never goes anywhere. And it's not separate from wisdom. It just is a, a different way that wisdom shows up as more of an expression. You could even say that compassion is an outflow of wisdom or an inflow. Chisho, you have a question? 
Shivaing. So if a bodhisattva gets angry and thumps the table, and somebody who has not trained the mind does the same thing, the effect on people seeing it or receiving it is probably the same. They are hurt or they are missing. Like you said, that is their problem. Uh, how, how? What is the difference then between a bodhisattva uh, thumping the table and causing suffering to others versus a normal human being? Bhavan? So there's no difference between those. You are imputing the difference. The bodhisattva, he, she, or they, they know they're not separate from, any, from anything. They're no longer concerned about what anybody thinks about what they're doing. No longer any judgments about what they're doing. Not concerned about it. This doesn't mean they ignore it. They see it and they include that. So to, to come up with a differentiation like that, just uh, I can't explain that in such a way that it will satisfy your question around how those are different. They are they are different in the way you already understand it, but they're they're the same in the way you don't understand it. So look deeply, look into the polarity so that you'll see, what, what do we say? We see the entire picture. You see wisdom, uh, Buddhas and sentient beings. This is a teaching. I didn't make this up. Buddhas and sentient beings, not separate. The, the mean bodhisattva and the really mean non-bodhisattva, not different, not separate, not separate, not separate. Separated by our mind. Our mind separates. Aren't you reading 60 verses? No, not yet. You're reading it? Huh? I'm sorry? The Yukti Shatika. Isn't that the same thing? Oh, that's the 60 or 70. Is, is is Eric being straight with me to show? <laughs> no. <laughs> ah, okay, good. <laughs> that is 60 verses. That is 60. That's what I think too. But... Okay, are we going to have a scholarly discussion here? <laughs> okay, good. I'm just playing. I don't know anything about that. There's the text, right? He's got it right in front of him. No wonder he's giving me such a hard time. <laughs> Are you, are you reading? Are you a speed reader? I see you're going <laughs> Yeah. Thank you for the referral, uh, both of you, on that. I'm enjoying it. No, no, no. I was not speed reading. I was just looking at the last verse, and that was 60. Oh, the last one is the 60th verse, yes. Yukti. Is Yukti 60? Yukti. Yukti. Shastika, Shastika, means sixty. Yukti means reason. Oh, Yukti means reason. Yeah. Shastika, means sixty. Okay. Well, good. Well, I'm I'm going to let that one lay because I'm I no longer have any anything to comment. I'm going to go to somebody's real easy to respond to Jishin's question. So, go ahead, Jishin. What suffers when there is no one? That's a good question. No, uh, and, and why wouldn't we ask that? Because, but, but just suffering suffers. It, it, it has its own dynamic. Uh, the, the Tibetans would say, uh, um, uh, self, it's just self-existing. It just has its own, it's, an, it's part of the illusion, a way of talking about the, the illusion. It says it's just, it's just, Self-existing. What's the Tibetan for that? Huh? What? It's not wrong, John. The wrong, John. Anybody else want to concur? How about the Sanskrit for that? Or maybe the Japanese? No, it's it's just a way. It is not. We're not trying to get rid of it. We're trying to say, how can we go into that and say what that is without just making it totally incom incomprehensible. It's just, it just shows up. I can't remember anything from one second to the next. I don't need to, nor do you. Should we go the other direction or what? Huh? Yuhong, did you have another question? Yuhong, yes, if you have time. We can make time. 
for um for the energy you mentioned energy actually my question is regarding energy aspect what's the difference between pleasure and anger Bobby? i think energy wise it can be very similar it's just energy but it's it's taking a a direction this way or direction that way i think it can be very personal when i say very personal that your interpretation of what is pleasurable for you or what is uh, uh, the emotions or, or the energy that arises around anger. It just seems to, that the energy around anger is more, is like the, uh, uh, not always, but like of the three poisons, it's uh, aggression. Whereas the energy around pleasure is more passion, but not always, they could, they could be mixed together and along with uh, throwing some ignorance also, or some, uh, what, the flat word would be stupidity just not seeing what is right in front of you and thinking it's this or that or that or that, and then going to war with something that, that is not even a problem until you made it one, not just you, but me. Any, that's how I know about it. Who makes the preference then? Consciousness does, dependent origination does, uh, under the guise of somebody who wants something. So that's also dependently risen. That's why it's so difficult to see it because it, the very dependent origination uh, also is the way uh, an imaginary self functions. Just like a, a movie is also dependently risen, even though it's unreal, it's someone creates an illusion. Sorry, one more question. When we are not aware of our flow of anger, how can we remember we still have the soft heart, Bowie? I think just remind yourself, have some way of doing that. You can do that with the vows. You can do it with, uh, you can pick a verse uh, out of a, um, a text, possibly something I said, but it could be something more, uh, uh, more uh, traditional like uh, Ashanti Deva. You can, you can read something out of there that, that resonates with you. So do you have anything that shows up in your memory as far as you've been reading Shanti Deva? Nothing at all? How far are you into it? Still on the fifth chapter. Oh. We must have run into something there that was supportive of you. It wouldn't have made it past the third, right? You can't remember what it is though. So you would have to actually commit that to memory. Okay, there's your answer. Find something that you really like and then do what Juzan has not done. <laughs> Commit it to, mem to memory. Mem memorize it. Write it down or at least read it if you don't want to memorize it. Just read that and, and reflect on what that means and, and read it in three different speeds. One, very fast. One, just kind of a media medium and then read it very, very slow where you where you don't, you don't even hardly get to the next word, you get to the next word and you forgot what the last word was. was. This is how you study this material. I've not said it before. Well, I'm saying it now. Study very slowly, but also study very fast. You study you know, kind of a traditional way. But what should you do? Study it. Studying is very important. Understanding is, gets too much press because the ego mind will try to understand that and try to get to a kind of understanding and it will settle for that. Well, I have read that. You ever run into someone who's read Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism? Oh yeah, I read that. How was it? Ah, that was a great book. I said, when you would say, well, what was the, what was the preface about? You can't remember. And yes, I do have the preface memorized, but I forgot it. Thank you so much, Bob. I don't have anything memorized. So I guess we could retire to the eighth Wulong, year. Wulong, Bob. Wulong. Hi. Um, you say, um, be a good host to suffering or anger. Yes. What, what, what is hosting if there is no self? Just, it's just an attitude, the intention. So, and it's, it's aligned with the, with the ego mind. The ego wants to be enlightened also. It's just that as we head in that direction, it starts to come apart. It starts to dismantle itself by the very nature of the path. And it's not comfortable. And we tend to want to blame somebody else for how we're feeling, even though what is happening is we're deconstructing ourselves through the, through the sitting practice of meditation, through returning to the three jewels, 
and, and all of that. So it's just it's just consciousness. Consciousness is very delighted to uh, find its own form, and the path to that can be pretty treacherous from the point of view of ego. More. Can the body be the host? Sure, the body mind, body and mind are not two separate things. They just are intensely separated. That's part of the illusion. It looks like um, uh, the mind is over somewhere here or here in my shoulder or something, and the body's doing its thing. Just because the mind can can be uh, uh, on a vacation uh, in, in Trinidad at the same time you're driving to to uh, um, the Best Buy or dri driving to the car wash, you're, you're thinking about being in Trinidad, what that's going to be like in three weeks when you get there. But mind is amazingly able to just go every direction. This is why when the body dies, when you go back into the elements, earth, fire, water, air, when you go back into the body, goes back into that, mostly into water, of course. Consciousness just it keeps right on doing what it's been doing all along, fighting with things, agreeing with things, obstructing things. You'll create a body. Uh, will you create one? They sometimes call it the astral body. So there's traditions that talk about this a lot. Don't believe it. You find out. I'm not promoting anything other than find out who you are. I'm promoting anything. Do that. Don't, don't live another day without returning to, to looking at your mind. If you want to do Shamatha Vipassana or Shini and Laktong or some other tantric practices, go ahead. But find a way to do this. Find a teacher if you don't have one. Thank you so much. Hi, this is Chiezan, the prior at Sokokoji Buddhist Monastery. Sokozan offers these talks without expecting anything in return. If you value these talks and would like them to continue, please visit our donate page at www.sokokoji.org. Thank you.